ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತೆ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸದ್ಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಸಮಸ್ತ ಜನಕಲ್ಯಾಣ ನಿರತ ಕರುಣಾಮಯ ನಮಿ ಚಿನ್ಮಯ ದೇವ ಸದ್ಗುರು ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ವಿದ್ವರ ಭಂಕರ ವಂದೇ ಶ್ರದ್ಧಾ ವಿಶ್ವಾಸೂಪಿಣಾಭ್ಯಾಂಶ್ವರ ವಸುದೇವಸುತ ಕಂಸಚಾಮೂರಮರ್ದನ ಪರಮಾನಂದ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ರಾಮಭದ್ರಾಮಚಂದ್ರಾಯ ವೇದಸೆ ರಘುನಾಥಾಯತೇ ನಮಃ ಬುದ್ಧಿರ್ಬಲ ಯಶೋಧೈರ್ಯ ನಿರ್ಭಯತ್ವಮರೋಗತಾಜಾಡ್ಯಂವಾಕ್ಪಟೋತ್ವಂಚನುಮಸ್ಮರಣಾಧ್ಭವಿಂಹವರುಣೇ
नम शिवाय ओम 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 नम शिवाय निराशेर्निर्मो भूतवा युद्धस्व विगत ज्वर भगवान टेल्स अर्जुन दट डेडिकेट ऑल यू एक्शन टू मी in become free of all the sadness of the past and confusion or fear of the future and excitement in the present and dedicating all your actions to me you work this is a beautiful uh, path of karma yog was shown to arjuna and then bhagwan also says that uh, everyone follows their own prakriti their own nature so and that nature expresses in us in the form of our likes and dislikes we are born with our likes and dislikes so by studying our likes and dislikes we will know what type of person we are and based on that we have to determine our कर्तव्य कर्म बेस्ड ऑन अवर ओन प्रकृति इज डिटर्मिन द कर्तव्य कर्म एंड द ओनली थिंग वन हैज टू डू इज शुड नॉट कम अंडर द स्वे ऑफ दिस लाइक्स एंड डिसलाइक्स बट कीप ऑन परफॉर्मिंग दोज एक्शंस विच आर गुड एंड विच विल लीडर्स टू अवर अल्टीमेट गोल सो तयोर न वशम आगछेत Bhagwan says, "Don't come under their sway, and keep on doing your duties. It is better to die performing, remaining in our own dharma, than to imitate or accept some paradharma and fulfill it. Even if we fulfill it well, it is not good." So, having explained to Arjuna everything about karma yoga. why we should act what type of action we should perform why we should perform that type of action what happen if we don't perform action what happen if we perform action everything explained very systematically beautifully and bhagwan concludes the his his uh, talk on karma yoga you can say but then arjuna got this doubt it was little bit clarified but still arjuna wants more clarification 
on this uh, question which he will now ask so let us chant verse number 36 arjuna vacha अथक्यना प्रयुक्तोयम पापं चरति पुरुषः अनिच्छन्नपि वाश्नेय बलादिवनियोजितः अर्जुन वाच अर्जुन इज आस्किंग दिस क्वेश्चन ओ लॉर्ड प्लीज टेल मी वाष्णेय ही एड्रेस इज भगवान कृष्ण एज वाष्णेय बिकॉज यू वॉज बॉर्न इन वृष्णी कुल इन द लिनिएज ऑफ वृष्णी सो ही इज आस्किंग दैट वॉट इज वॉट इज दैट विच प्रोपेल्स अ पर्सन टू कमिट सीन अथ केन प्रयुक्त अयम पुरुष दिस पर्सन He is not talking about himself, but in general, he is asking that question: that what prompts a person, a human being, to commit sin, as though propelled by someone, as though propelled by some boss, as though propelled by some uh, superior power, like the king tells something to the servant, he dare not say no; he has to do it. even though he might not like it anichchanapi means even against our own liking our own wish somebody is as though somebody is making us do our action baladivan yojitah forcing us or forcing this person to perform that action so what is that which propels and this is uh, an experience which many people might have gone through that at times one doesn't want it one knows that this is not good one knows that it should not be done or one doesn't like it but still ends up doing it committing some sin going against sin means going against our conviction doing something which we know is not right our wisdom tells us that it is not right but our something in us propels us to do it so wisdom tells us one thing but we end up doing something else against our wish as though propelled by some power some force even in mahabharata duryodhana he says that i know what is dharma and i know what is adharma but i don't know something is forcing me to follow this path of adharma so similar question is asked that what is that athakena by whom propelled does this person commit sin against his wish forcefully as though engage into this sinful action so here arjuna wants to know the whole psychology the whole mechanism of action why action happens actually this third chapter is full of 
this uh, deep mechanism of action deep psychology is there much deeper than the psychology which we study in the world because they only know up till the mind but here bhagwan talks about something which is beyond the mind also so after understanding arjuna's question bhagwan replies but not in one verse he replies in so many verses now he not only tells arjuna what is the this force but he also gives solution of how to overcome this force transcend this negativity which is there which forces a person to commit sin so what is the answer श्री भगवान उवाच काम एश क्रोध एश रजो गुण समुद्भव महाशनो महापापमा विध्येनमिह वैरिणम श्री भगवान उवाच भगवान नॉट कृष्ण बट हीज आइडेंटिफाइड विद दैट सुप्रीम सेल्फ आइडेंटिफाइड एंड वन विद दैट सुप्रीम सेल्फ एज एन एनलाइटन बीइंग भगवान कृष्ण इज स्पीकिंग he says that the main cause for this uh, sin why a person commits sin because that person is as though forced by what we call kama kama eshah krodh eshah this is kama this is krodh he doesn't say kama and krodh it is a singular term he says it is kama means desire and krodha means anger he says that which propels a person to commit sin is desire or you can say anger he doesn't say they are two different desire themselves gets converted into anger anger uh, what you call desire when it is obstructed that force that power of desire gets converted into anger it's the same energy which which is called desire and called anger hmm and both of them arises or this kama or this krodha arises from rajogun rajoguna samudbhavah we have these three gunas satvagun rajogun tamogun so the expression of rajogun is this kama or this krodha also it is that which creates rajogun both ways one can understand it is the product of rajogun and when this kama and krodha comes person gets engaged into action activities so it creates rajogun if you are sitting quietly and all in peaceful happy that is satvagun when suddenly you become restless that means you are attacked by rajogun then you start looking here and there and all and then engage into activity so what happened just now you were looking like gautam buddha meditating 
and now you are looking like Ravan trying to kidnap Sita ji. What happened? That desire came. And once a person is overpowered by desire, that person becomes helpless. We have seen in the second chapter, the desire arises by contemplating on the objects of pleasure. Dhyayato vishayans pumsaha sangas teshu pajayate. We get attached to those objects. And sangat sanjayate kamaha. And after getting attached, one develops that strong desire to possess those objects. Or objects or whatever, our state or a place or person, whatever. Now this, uh, this uh, we had seen in the previous uh, shlokas about prakriti and expressing as likes and dislikes. Prakriti expresses as likes and dislikes. When we are overpowered, when we keep on thinking about our likes, then slowly that like gets converted into strong desires. When we keep on thinking about our dislike, then that dislike gets converted into anger. Hmm. It gets so, Prakriti also plays an important role to create this calm and krodha in us. Hmm. And they are not uh, two different, they are one only. This calm and krodha, in the beginning, rag and dvesha was indicated as paripanthino, as wayside looters. But this calm and crowd, Bhagavan says, they are enemies, vairinam. See, a wayside looter is there, he is waiting for the right opportunity. He or she doesn't have any enmity with that person who is traveling directly. He might not know also who that fellow is. But they see one person carrying some nice bag, traveling alone, going alone on a lonely road. They don't know who that person is, but it's an opportunity. They jump on him, beat him up, and loot his objects. So, Ragadvesha, they are like these looters. We are going on our path, and suddenly some attraction for some objects happen in our mind, or some repulsion from some object. So, we lose sight of our goal. They are as the looters who jump on us and distract us, and loot away our peace, loot away our happiness, loot away our spiritual wealth. They are ragadvesha. But when we make friendship with this ragadvesha, when we keep on contemplating on them, when we keep on thinking about them, then this ragadvesha gets converted into calm and krodha. Desire. Craving. It starts with liking, but then slowly it becomes craving and intense uh, desire. Intense desire means I feel that without, uh, without this object or without this uh, attaining this object, I will never be happy. So it's an intense urge. It goes beyond my control. 
Hmm. And that urge, strong urge, propels the person into activity. When the desire comes, person cannot sit quiet. Person cannot sit and meditate. There is no peace. All the sattva-gun disappears. Actually, rajogun, sattva-gun, tamogun, they are, they are opposed to each other. If sattva-gun is there, rajogun and tamogun stays behind, far. If rajogun comes, sattva-gun and tamogun stays far away. And tamogun comes, these two go. So they are opposed to each other. Still they are there together, but they are opposed to each other. So when that rajogun comes or this karma comes, peace goes away, happiness goes away, quietitude goes away, understanding goes away. Because our wisdom, understanding is also an expression of sattva gun. Understanding goes away. Person becomes restless and he wants to fulfill that desire. So, the entire body, mind, intellect, everything gets activated to fulfill that desire. At times the desire gets fulfilled, then that karma gets converted into greed. I had explained last time also. When our desires get fulfilled, we feel very happy, so we want to repeat that experience. That attitude to repeat experience is called greed. Hmm. एक लड्डू खाने से अच्छा लगते चार पांच लड्डू जेब में डाल के ले जाते हैं फिर बिकॉज वी वॉन्ट टू रिपीट सो इफ डिजायर्स गेट फुलफिल्ड वी वॉन्ट टू रिपीट दैट इज कॉल्ड ग्रीड एंड इफ डिजायर्स डोंट गेट फुलफिल्ड देन वी गेट एंग्री वी आर फ्रस्ट्रेटेड वी स्टार्ट डिसलाइकिंग हेटिंग एंड ऑल वॉट एवर ऑब्स्टिकल कम्स वी जस्ट के नॉट टॉलरेटेड सो दैट energy of desire gets converted into anger again if our desires get fulfilled then again we compare ourselves with other persons around because our attitude is outgoing we are looking out whenever rajogun is there people are looking out sattvagun we look in we are looking at our own self Rajogun, we are looking out. So when we are looking out, we see other people around. And when we see other people around, we compare. Someone has got more than me, someone has got less than me. One who has got more than me creates that person or that situation creates a sense of jealousy in me. I feel jealous. I have, but that fellow has got more. So it creates jealousy, definitely. Unless I have love for that person, it creates jealousy in me. If somebody has got less than me, it creates a pride. Inner pride me under hi under muskurata hume. Merko dollar do mile usko eki mila. It creates pride. Hmm. So either way, pride is also bad. Jealousy also bad. But pride is actually we feel happy. Little bit the sensation is good. But in jealousy the sensation is bad, negative. But both are negative. Hmm, both are negative only. But in the world people think pride is better. 
or they have respect for pride though pride spiritually speaking is not good parents and all encourage ha yes you did well i saw them kitni jalan ho gaye hamare padosi mein when you came first very good child very nice pride your pride is somebody else's jealousy anyway these are all mathematics of emotions very interesting so here bhagwan says kama esha krodha esha rajoguna samudbhavah this is kama and this is krodha which is born from rajogun and it creates rajogun and how are this kama and krodha maha ashanah and maha papma to important things bhagwan says about the nature of this kama and krodha the nature of kama is it is maha ashanah means it is a great eater it is a very what you call a voracious na the term i don't know eater it eats means as soon as your one desire is fulfilled another desire comes up a des- or the same desire becomes more aggravated the desires never get fulfilled or never feel satisfied by fulfilling them when they are fulfilled at that point when it is fulfilled there is a experience of happiness but very next moment i want more i want more so it is always hungry it's a great eater it never says enough hmm later on bhagwan will call it fire like fire fire also never says enough the more fuel you put the more it burns put more more it burns there are certain uh, you know, fires which are kept alive like great yogis and all they have this dhuni so they light some fire and their disciples and all keep on uh, putting more and more uh, fuel in it and they can maintain it for years together there are some fires which were kindled by some yogis some so many 100 years 200 400 years ago even now they are burning how by putting some more fuel so desire is like fire and when we fulfill them it is like putting a fuel into that fire again it gets excited again you put some fire again it gets excited so it goes on therefore bhagwan says it is maha ashanah it is a great eater and this desire whenever it gets obstructed it gets converted into krodha whoever obstruct or whatever obstruct krodha comes we may not express it because of our other uh, uh, what you call uh, what you call that uh, our habit or our our wisdom and all sometimes we may not express it but it comes out whether that other person obstruction is whether a stranger or whether your own friend or whether your own parents or whether your teacher or whether god doesn't matter desire obstructed anger bhagwan bhi ho samne people get annoyed at times their desires are not fulfilled they think god is after me so they remove all his murtis and all and keep it outside har ye kisne rakha hai garden mein hanuman ji ko ganesh bhagwan ko shiv ji ko i am very angry with them 
one child one person told lord shiva that please fulfill my desire immediately nothing happened for a week or two then he went to the uh, some nearby temple picked up one ganesh ji ki murti and he kept it in his locker and he again told lord shiva that aapka beta mere kabze mein anyway so people get annoyed with god also <laughs> krodha doesn't matter so mahashana ashanah mahapapma a great sinner and a great eater this kam and krodha and once it arises nobody can do anything they become totally overpowering see when it is ragadvesha likes and dislikes we have control over it when it is attachment there also little bit control is there but once it gets converted into this intense kama then a person start losing all control because the sattva gun goes away control is possible only if sattva gun is there sattva gun goes away so who can control gundaraj hmm. everything is then gundaraj only so mahashano mahapapma vidhi enam iha vairinam so on this path of spirituality or in this world also understand that this kam and krodha are or is the enemy he equates both as one only so kam and krodha is the main enemy vairina and that is what propels a person to commit sin so based on our likes and dislike based on our thinking we based on what we encourage when we encourage likes and dislike it gets converted into karma krodha when we don't come under their sway then they are kept at bay they are kept aside but when we encourage them by thinking about them then they get converted into karma and krodha like uh, ravan he was sitting in his darbar and that his sister came and told him that uh, there is one beautiful lady in the forest and you might like her so he had already some attraction for uh, women and all so when she started describing he started contemplating on it and that created kama in him and once that kama came then it was not possible for him also to overcome it so he got totally destroyed so after explaining this kama and krodha uh, bhagwan tells us how exactly this kama and this kama krodha creates an obstacle or why it is called an enemy he says in the next verse धूमे न प्रियते वन्यथादर्शो मलेन चथोलबेनावृत गर्भ तथा तेनेदमावृत he says that just as this fire is enveloped by smoke 
and just as the mirror gets covered by dust or as the embryo gets covered by the womb in the same way this desire or this anger covers knowledge that bhagwan will explain in next verse also so this covers that this covers that means this kama or this krodha covers knowledge covers our wisdom knowledge means whatever one has gained through satsang that's called their knowledge so that knowledge that wisdom which we have gained that wisdom has not become our prakriti it has not become our second nature therefore there it is hanging at a superficial level and that is guiding us it is at our conscious and subconscious mind but this uh, desires are deep or they arise from the prakriti and all which are much deeper in the unconscious mind so when we are overpowered by this kama and krodha they cover the knowledge and when knowledge being covered itself is trouble when wisdom get covers that is the beginning of trouble so how does this cover this knowledge he says the three examples are given like smoke covering fire see when there is fire there is smoke also smoke is exactly opposed to the fire fire is lot of light and heat and bright brightness is there in fire and darkness is there in smoke so just as smoke covers fire just as the mirror which shows us our face and all but then it gets covered by dust then we can't see our face so similarly this kaam krodha is like a dust and mirror is like the knowledge which gets covered knowledge shows us our own face wisdom is that which tells us who we are wisdom is like light and kaam and krodh are like darkness again another example yatha ulbena avruto garbah just as the fetus in the mother's womb the embryo is covered by the womb one doesn't know nowadays with all this technology one tries to determine who that person is or the gender and all but otherwise the uh, embryo remains hidden covered similarly the knowledge is covered as though by a dark uh, layer that it the knowledge is not seen at all why these three examples because this kaam and krodha also can be very deep dark tamasik kaam krodha rajasik kaam krodha or satvik kaam krodha hmm so if it is totally tamasik then it is like the uh, child in the mother's womb is absolutely covered only at the right time when the child is born then we see the child similarly it requires passage of time similarly there are certain desires and there are certain angers which are there within us which are so tamasic why they are tamasic because kept on thinking about it 
and making it more and more strong and also it is in tune with our prakriti that it is exactly in tune with our likes and dislikes that it becomes more difficult to come out of it see if it is slightly different from our likes and dislikes then it one may overcome it more easily but if it is more tuned with our prakriti then it is very difficult then there are some desires which are rajasic active but better than tamasic desire and just like us like the mirror to clean it we require little effort then the mirror can be cleaned similarly a little effort and one can overcome this rajasic desire it requires little effort tamasic required time sometimes even with all effort nothing happens so one time he is the cure for it but rajasic effort and sattvic desires they are also desires sattvic desires they are like smoke on fire a little breeze and sometimes just waiting that smoke goes away and you can see the fire similarly the sattvic desires are very very light and they can effortlessly they go away and one comes to like desire to gain that moksha is also desire desire to be good is also desire desire to some serve someone is also desire but that is not so bad thoda sa phook marne se dur ho jata hai and one comes to recognize the the self the knowledge becomes clear so he arjuna this kama and krodha understand them as enemies because they cover your knowledge so here it was said they cover this so what covers what this covers that so what is this and what is that is now revealed in the next verse avritam jnanam etena ज्ञानिनो नित्यवैरिणामूपेण कौंतेय दुष्पूरेण चेस आवृत इट कवर्स ज्ञानम बाय दिस एतेन बाय दिस kama and by this krodha is covered knowledge our understanding our wisdom and wisdom is required to follow the path of righteousness when wisdom gets covered we are then under the sway of prakriti completely but when wisdom is not covered then we can prevent ourselves from coming under the sway of ragadvesha coming under the sway of likes and dislikes but if wisdom is covered then we are under the sway of prakriti whatever the prakriti does then that is our fate hmm so avrutam jnanam etena jnaninah nityavairina this again kama and krodha are the constant enemies of jnani of the wise person very interesting what about the ignorant person ignorant person doesn't feel that desires are enemy till he gets the results of 
sadness and worries and problem but when the disease comes ah, he feels very nice ignorant person doesn't understand that that is the enemy he feels he or she feels very good i will fulfill this desire then i will be very nice in this everything but when that desire start giving that person sorrow pain fear jealousies anger and that person cannot sleep at night and gets all sorts of disease also hypertension this that and liver problem that problem kidney problem then that fellow realizes sab ye kaam na kar sometimes doesn't realize that also he start blaming someone else all because of my mother in law i tell you so they don't realize that it is not mother in law it is kaam and krodh nothing to do with any person <laughs> so nitya vairina but a gnani a person who is wise then even when the overpowers by kaam and krodh but somewhere deep within he knows that this is my enemy who has conquered me my enemy has attacked me i know this will give me trouble i will be in trouble he knows so even when the kamna comes he knows that it is my enemy and then the fulfillment and the trouble comes he knows all this is caused by this kam only but an ignorant person doesn't realize that these are the enemies so avrutam jnanam etena jnanino nitya vairina kamarupena kaunteya he kaunteya he arjuna this is kama in the, this enemy comes in the form of kamna desire desire makes the person go away from his own nature desire is just a thought which comes i am sitting peacefully in sattva gun and this desire is a thought which comes and tells me propels me into activity and if that activity doesn't get fulfilled properly then i get frustrated and annoyed and all so it is a constant enemy it is like dushpurena analena cha here bhagwan tells about it as anal as fire so this kama never gets fulfilled fire is there you put some fuel again it burns again you put again it burns it keeps on burning the only way to stop prevent the fire from burning further is to stop uh, putting fuel sometimes some place and all because of some gas or some oil or something it catches fire and they are helpless they just have to wait till the fire gets exhausted with the fuel gets exhausted and the fire dies by itself there is no other solution similarly one feels that by fulfilling desires i will be happy it is not possible because as soon as the desire get fulfilled another desire comes or same desire comes in full force it becomes more and more strong more and more powerful in the past we might have the feeling that oh if i reach here i will be totally satisfied fulfilled i will be complete after reaching here again i want to reach there again i reach there this there so constantly some desire or other keeps on coming and disturbing the person and especially if you want to gain the spiritual uh, uh, state of 
experience that spiritual uh, experience of our own self then this karma is a very great enemy so having convinced arjuna that all the papa is caused by this karma and krodha not by some other person it is there within you only don't blame someone else that this fellow made me commit sin or that fellow made me commit sin it is within us that other person become just a nimitta for this kamna to gets more strengthened within us so where does this kama or krodha lies now in a very systematic way now bhagwan will tell us how to attack because it's enemy if enemy is there then one should plan a strategy and attack the enemy and destroy the enemy this is warfare this is war now har har mahadev so war against kama hmm so it's a well planned so even the in the if uh, in the world the soldiers and all this army they plan so here now and arjuna is a warrior so bhagwan is talking in the language of a warrior beautifully he says the first thing we have to know is find out where the the enemy resides what is the location and a good enemy good enemy means a powerful enemy will have more than one location to distract mean they distract yahan chipa wahan chipa with all our all our spy satellite this that and all one doesn't know where the fellow is with all the machinery searching for that person he is hidden somewhere deep in the earth's crust or the earth's uh, what do you call some in some uh, cave or something so similarly we have to find out where this enemy is residing then one can attack so bhagwan says in the next verse indriyani mano buddhi hi asya dhishthanam uchyate etair vimohayateshah jnanam avrutya dehinam ha he says there are three residences of this kama and krodha they have three residences each subtler than the other and great enemies they have one outer uh, some resident then if some more danger comes they come go within somewhere and then they hide somewhere else only where they have stocked all things and all for which can last for many months and all hmm? coca cola cans and all cheese and all chocolates or badam pista so that they can stay there and survive for a long time so like that this uh, bhagwan said there are three three places where this kama and krodha where are the please tell he says indriyani the first residence of this kama and krodha are in our senses okay then second residence of this kama and krodha is our mind manah where the emotions are there where sankalpa vikalpa happens Hmm. where pros and cons we calculate 
in the mind it resides. And the third residence of this Kama Krodha is Buddhihi in our intellect. See, in our senses, mind intellect, in our senses, this Kama and Krodha exist as likes and dislikes, which we have seen before also. Indriyasi Indriyasyate Ragadvesho Vavastito. In the senses, this Kama and Krodha itself expresses as our likes and dislikes. Each organ, each of our sense organ, they have their own favorite likes and dislikes. Sometimes, even knowingly, unknowingly, our senses react to those likes and dislikes. Certain sound and all which is, this our senses don't like, we just get a little annoyed by that. So, the likes and dislikes are on our senses. And that comes from our prakriti only. What we have experienced in our past lives or past years, all of them create a sense of likes and dislikes at the level of our senses. It is natural. And this you can see even in other creatures, animal, birds, plant, they also have their own sensual likes and dislikes. They may not have their own mind, but they have their own Dog may like dog biscuits and all. Some dogs and all, they like certain things and all. It is there on there. They don't read the label, you know, it's me kya, contents kya hai, whether it is good for my health, whether it is, uh, it will increase my BP or something. Nothing like that. Uh, they soon lete hai un look and they like it, they eat it. You after reading all the Thai book uh, and all, you prepare nice food, and just gives it to taste to the dog. He smells it and walks away. <laughs> Doesn't like, what can you do? <laughs> you, you can't, you cannot say, you are my dog. I have pal post ke bada kiya hume. Yehi din dikhane ke liye. So he doesn't like, what can he do? It is there, inborn. <laughs> Even even little birds or little insects also, they have their own likes and dislikes. Some, some uh, what you call ants, they attack some sweets like anything. Other sweets, they don't even look at it. You must have noticed. But prakarke sweets They like it. What can we do? So these likes and dislikes are prakritic. They are there because of a prakriti of nature and they lie on our senses. But they also this our they are kamna only at that level. But then they also exist. This kam also exists in our mind. When this likes and dislike is is also strengthened by emotions, then they become a residence of our mind. There are certain things, likes and dislikes, we call them, we, it is associated with more emotion, with more passion. We call it not like and dislike, then we start calling it, I love it and I hate it. Not like, oh, I just love it. That means that like is no longer on the eyes, but it has gone into your mind. I love, you know, I just love it. It's in the mind. It's in, it has, has got the backing of emotions. 
And dislike also goes into the mind as hatred. I just can't tolerate it. I tell you why that fellow came for my party. I did not invite, but still that God knows why he has to come. And when he comes, I get real irritated. That dislike is in the mind. It is not in the senses only. Uh, not that you, when you see him, you get irritated, but even when you don't see, then the irritation continues. As far as senses are concerned, only when they are in touch with the objects, that likes and dislike are there. But mind, even when the objects are, oh, gaya, chale gaya ho. why he had to come? So it is deeper as love and hate. Now very interesting. This is residence in the senses, residence in the mind. Now very, very important of the residence of the intellect. Some of the likes and dislikes and some of our love and hate we justify, we rationalize, we say it is, this is my righteous anger, this is my righteous attraction or love. We justify them because intellect believes in rational thinking, justification, logic. So when we logically, rationally, our own logic, logically, rationally justify our anger and, and hatred, they start residing in our intellect. It is easier to destroy this uh, or overcome the uh, likes and I mean the kamna when they are at the level of the senses. They become more difficult at the level of our mind and almost impossible at the level of our intellect. If I justify my anger, then who, what, who will remove them? Then it is gone. Because I justify. I never consider it my enemy at all. It's my friend. Righteous anger. Then nothing can be done. Then there is, there is war then. So this is very, very psychologically, very interesting thing which Bhagwan has conveyed here. That the Kamna resides in the senses, they reside in the mind, and they reside in our intellect also. Sometimes you don't know where that fellow is residing. Huh? At times we feel he is on the senses, but he has entered the mind and then suddenly goes into the intellect. And So we start justifying. Even some people who, that kamna when it goes into the mind, we just want to protect it. So we justify and keep it in our intellect. Sometimes people start quoting from the scriptures from here, there to protect the kamna. Like they say, the devil also can quote. So by quoting this, that and something, somebody wants to drink, then they will quote some other person, this, that he also drunk and that fellow also this, therefore I am also drinking. So justifying by using whatever logic which the intellect, their own intellect, because if the kamna remains only in the mind, then intellect will keep on irritating that fellow. Rightfully, he will say, this is an enemy. Even at the level of our mind, our wisdom will tell us that it is enemy. But once we have justified that enemy, then ho gaya fir kaam. 
फिर नो बडी कैन हेल्प सो अवर विजडम विच वी कलेक्ट फ्रॉम सत्संग एंड अदर इट लाइज एट द इंटेलेक्ट लेवल एंड इट इज द वन विच कैन अपोज दिस एनिमी एंड ऑल बट देन इट रिसाइड्स इन द इंटेलेक्ट एंड वेरी डिफिकल्ट सो दिस आर द थ्री रेसिडेंस एतर विमोहयति रिमेनिंग हियर इट डेल्यूड्स दिस पर्सन हाउ ज्ञानम आवृत्य देहिनम बाय कवरिंग द नॉलेज बाय कवरिंग विजडम by covering his sensibility by covering that wisdom which we have is covered by this calm and krodha then that person behaves like a foolish person only sometimes worse than a foolish person because wisdom is covered what that fellow will do nobody can tell it's like you close your eyes and start running in the on the mountain where that fellow will fall and what that person will do nobody can tell सो एत विमोहयति एष ज्ञानम आवृत्य देहिनम सो द फर्स्ट थिंग इज टू लोकेट द एनिमी द सेकेंड थिंग इज टू अटैक अटैक इज द बेस्ट फॉर्म ऑफ डिफेंस सो भगवान टेल्स अर्जुन हाउ टू अटैक नाउ इट्स वॉर एज आई सेड सो हाउ टू अटैक दिस एनिमी कॉल्ड काम ई सेट लिसन तस्मांद्रियाद निम्य भरतर्षभ पापन प्रजहीनम ज्ञान विज्ञाननाशनम तस्मा देर फोर हे अर्जुन भरत अर्षभ द बेस्ट अमॉंग द भरतास हे अर्जुन यू इंद्रियाणी आदो नियम्य यू फर्स्ट कंट्रोल दिस कामना एट अ लेवल ऑफ द सेंसेस कंट्रोल योर सेंसेस एंड बाय दैट यू कंट्रोल दिस कामना first you have to take care of your senses first you have to learn not to get overpowered by your raga and dvesha you should learn not to get overpowered by your likes and dislikes because the kamna though they resides here they start expressing from the senses only first i mean they express through the senses so first you should learn to overcome this calm and krodha at the level of senses anger will be there deep within the heart anger will be there at the mind but learn to control your anger at the level of your tongue hmm? tulsidas ji says don't say something harsh at the level of your tongue even you are angry and also this uh, shairi and all they say that uh, when you are angry don't say something harsh because later on when you become friends you might repent so this anger when it is there it comes in the form of harsh words that is the first expression of anger haath baad mein chalta hai kisi ka haath pehle chalta hoga but first the tongue starts you start expressing in deepest with your tongue you start attacking the anger against person or thing or whatever it gets expressed 
सो भगवान से इज यू फर्स्ट कंट्रोल योर सेंसेस लेट डेम नॉट गेट एक्सप्रेस थ्रू योर सेंसेस दैट इज द फर्स्ट वे ऑफ अटैकिंग देन वॉट हैपन्स वेन वी अटैक द एनिमी एट डेट आउटर आउटर मोस्ट डिस्पोज दे स्टार्ट रनिंग इन साइड दे स्टार्ट गोइंग इन टू द माइंड एंड गोइंग इन टू द इंटेलेक्ट बट लेट डेम गो बट फर्स्ट यू अटैक देम एट द लेवल ऑफ द सेंसेस तस्मा त्वम इंद्रियाणी आदव नियम्य भरत कंट्रोल एंड पापमानम प्रजही हेनम दिस दिस सिनफुल थिंग कॉल्ड एंगर एंड कॉल्ड डिजायर यू डिस्ट्रॉय इट वाय ज्ञान विज्ञान नाशनम इट इज द डिस्ट्रॉयर ऑफ नॉलेज एंड विजडम ज्ञान मीन्स नॉलेज विच वी एक्वायर थ्रू सत्संग फ्रॉम द बुक्स from uh, our some good people what we acquire is called knowledge and when that knowledge becomes our own through experience and through contemplation then it is called wisdom vidnyana nyana and vidnyana for example you listen to this pravachan and all what you understand is called nyana but when you are convinced about it and you also is accompanied by experience about it then it is called vidnyana wisdom then it is your own otherwise it is borrowed borrowed knowledge it can go away it is temporary it's like trial some actually people give that selling and all they give for trial two weeks trial if you don't like it we will take it back trial run so knowledge which we learn from books and from listening it occupies our mind temporarily it doesn't last long they become our own when we think and it becomes our own we contemplate we write notes and contemplate on it think about it understand the whole thing then it becomes our own once it becomes own then it is my knowledge then it doesn't go unless it is overpowered by kama when it is overpowered by kama it is there deep within that wisdom is there but it is covered by kamana it is not destroyed totally it is covered but if that kama krodha becomes too strong then at times this knowledge also get destroyed so jnana vidnyana nashanam they are the destroyers of knowledge and wisdom therefore by controlling your senses you control or overcome this kama throw them out but they will not go totally they will take residence in your mind still you will have deep love and deep hatred still there will be uh, justification for all this so those also should be overcome so what is the technique so now bhagwan tells us some subtler technique after controlling at the senses what we should do indriyani paranya ho ho indriye bhya param manah manasastu para buddhi 
यो बुद्धे परतस्तु सह सी वेन वी हैव टू अटैक वी नीड टू बी समवेयर टू अटैक सो वॉट आर द प्लेसेस इन विच वन कैन रिसाइड अवर सेल्फ एंड अटैक एक्चुअली वन हैज टू गो इन टू दिस एनिमी टेरिटरी ओनली एन अटैक Actually, the, rather than inviting the enemy in our territory, one goes to that territory. It's better strategy. Hmm. Ram Chandra ji went all the way to Sri Lanka hmm, to attack Ravan because whatever nuksan hota hai, us territory mein ho jata hai. So, if we want to control our senses, then where should we take residence? In something subtler than the senses. and subtler than the senses uh, is our mind so here bhagwan tells the subtlety of all these various faculties which we have he says indriyani paran yahuhu indriyas the senses are superior to the sense objects superior means they are inner nearer to the self they are more subtle and they are in command they have authority or they have more power over the grosser so the senses are subtler than the objects for example this watch is there our eyes are subtler than the watch i if i close my eyes the watch cannot do anything it is helpless it cannot enter my system my body is also made up of this five sense objects only but the sense organs are subtler than even my body they are more vyapak more pervasive they are inner and they are more in command but subtler than the senses are our mind senses are they all merge into mind only each of our five sense organs they merge into the mind inside outwardly they are five but inside they all become one with the mind eyes ears nose they are all become one with the mind mind understand the language of all the five senses mind understand sight mind understand smell mind understand taste but the tongue cannot understand sight the sight cannot understand sound the senses themselves are totally distinct but when they go inside they become one so senses are nothing but outer expression of our mind they are just outer expression of our mind therefore any stimuli which reaches our senses there is a reaction in the mind without the help of the mind one cannot experience anything at the level of the senses when the mind is in deep sleep even if you open the eye of that sleeping person he will not see you some people op- with their eyes open they go to sleep i don't know how me you must have seen aa khuli hai but they are asleep and you think they are awake but they are asleep so senses can function only when mind is awake so mind is subtler mind is a reaction all the sense uh, to the sense stimuli the reaction happens in the mind 
reaction happens in the form of emotions hmm anger like i mean happiness unhappiness all these emotions hmm, happens in the mind also a uh, lot of then uh, thoughts also happen in the mind positive negative thoughts keep coming in the mind through the by the stimuli which comes from the senses but mind has got no power to decide and all it just it's just a reaction happens and all those things and emotions are there but subtler than the mind is our intellect which has got uh, it is also faculty within us which has got the power to analyze and understand the mind and understand the senses there is it is different from the mind because it is the one which can observe the mind also and can understand the mind and how the mind is behaving it can look at it it can understand oh this stimuli came and the mind reacted in this way it can understand the whole process so it is different faculty which is there within us which can look at the mind and the senses also so it is more inner it is more in control and it is more subtle more pervasive therefore it is considered higher than the mind and then bhagwan says higher than this intellect is this atma yo buddhehe paratastu sah sah atma this atma this our own self is even higher than the intellect so if we want to overcome this kamana first we have to overcome at the level of the senses by not coming under the sway of likes and dislikes then we have to overcome it at the level of the mind by not coming again in uh, under the sway of our love and hate and we can overcome it at the level of our intellect by negating all justification by destroying all justification which we have done for this calm and krodha by powerful wisdom by proper contemplation and thinking we have to negate all this justification which we have given to our own calm and krodha and then one can even transcend that and come to recognize one's own self see when we go one step subtler the lower one gets automatically controlled so if we want to control the uh, kamna at the level of the senses we have to come and occupy the mind create positive emotions in the mind hmm then to overcome the mind we have to rise or go at a subtler level of our intellect have good wisdom and understanding which negates all false justification and then reside in that intellect but ultimately we have to identify with our own self and then only when we identify with our own self and understand that what i am seeking is my own self 
I am seeking peace, I am seeking happiness, I am seeking complete contentment and satisfaction. That is the very nature of my own self. So identifying with my own self, I can then, I can overcome the Kamna completely. So first Bhagwan gave us the subtlety of these three. The senses are as though the outer, outermost layer. The inner layer is the mind, innermost is the intellect and still at the core is the self. So overcome the senses by staying in the mind level and attacking it, then at the intellect and then get established in the self and be free of this kamna once and for all. So here in these verses Bhagwan has also taught us a technique of meditation. Meditation is going inner and inner and finally residing in our own self. So he says in the next verse, last verse, Evam buddhe param buddhva Sanstabhyatmanam atmana Jahishatram Mahabaho Kamarupam Durasadam Evam, in this way, Bhagavan says, going one step subtler and subtler within yourself. With the mind under your control, the senses also will come under your control. First, don't come under the sway of likes and dislike. Then try to capture the enemy in the mind by controlling your mind. And then capture the enemy in the intellect by destroying all justification which one may have done for our angers, our, our hatred and all, our likes and dislikes. Hmm. That is the justification which many people do by faulty logic. Hmm. And this justification then is not, uh, if it is not destroyed, it remains permanently in our system. And that is how yesterday also I was saying that some anger which is comes down from Khandan also, it remains being justified. Even nations fight with each other by justified anger of some past generation and all. And then it remains for a long time to come. But if it is that justification is destroyed and negated by higher understanding. See, every understanding is there which might try to justify. But if we go to a subtler and higher understanding, this faulty understanding will get negated and we will be able to overcome this kamna at the level of intellect also. But after that one should go transcend this intellect also. So Bhagavan says, evam buddhehe param buddhva, having understood, buddhva means first intellectually appreciated and understood the self, which is subtler than the intellect. Bhagavan says, that sanstabhya atmanam atmana, with your purified mind, and your very calm, quite peaceful intellect, you get identify with that self. Let your mind, let your senses, let your let your thoughts and all merge into yourself. 
See more about this technique of meditation, Bhagwan will explain in the sixth chapter. But here, what he is saying is the same thing that by going subtler and subtler into our own own personality, ultimately we need to identify with our own innermost self, the pure consciousness. So, having identified with this pure consciousness, which is beyond buddhi. Jahi Shatram Mahabaho. Then you can kill, then you can destroy this Kamna completely. Till one has not experienced the state of deep meditation, one cannot become totally free of Kamna. Hmm. It will be a constant fight. And again the Kamna will arise, again we fight, again it arises, again we fight. But one who has experienced the joy, the bliss, the peace of one's own self, then these kamnas, they are wiped out completely. Therefore, in the second chapter we saw the lakshana of a sthita pradnya, prajahati yada kaman sarvan parthamanogatan, one who is free of all desires. Why? Because atmani eva atmana tushtaha is deeply satisfied, content in his own self. So that's what Bhagavan says. The Jahi Shatru Mahabaho, O Mahabaho, mighty armed, you destroy this Kama, Kama Rupam, this Shatru, this enemy of the form of your Kamana, which is very difficult to conquer, Durasadam, very difficult to conquer, it can be conquered only by rising above it. At the same level, we cannot control Kamana. Below it, we cannot control Kamana. Remaining at this level of the senses, we cannot control kamna which is there in our mind. Remaining at the level of our mind, being emotional, we cannot control the kamna which is being justified. Hmm. So we have to rise at the level of intellect, should be able to negate all faulty justification and also understand the nature of the self. And then through the technique of meditation, Go deep within, identify with your own self and destroy this kamna completely. So thus Bhagwan has uh, given this technique to Arjuna who asked, what is that propelled by which, propelled by what do a person commit sin? It is kama and krodha which lies in our mind, in our senses, in our intellect which has to be overcome by systematically attacking it first at the level of the senses, not coming under the sway of likes and dislike, then attacking at the level of our mind, not coming under the sway of hatred and love, then attacking at the level of our intellect by negating, removing all its justification and then transcending the intellect also in the deep state of meditation and actually uh, experiencing the joy and bliss of our own self. That is the final thing. So thus concludes this chapter. But in the end there is this Sankalpa Vakya. We will uh, chant that. Om Tatsaditi Srimad Bhagavad Gita Su Upanishatsu, Upanishatsu 
ब्रह्मविद्यायाशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णाजुनसंवाद कर्मयोगो नाम तृतीयोध्याय सो दिस इज द फाइनल स्टेटमेंट विच इज गिवन इन अप टू द एंड ऑफ एवरी चैप्टर इन द गुड ओल्ड डेज एक्चुअली दिस नॉलेज वॉज गिवन इन द फॉर्म ऑफ दिस फ्रॉम टीचर टू द स्टूडेंट डायरेक्टली देर वॉज नो रिटर्न थिंग सो इट वॉज वर्बली गिवन सो वर्बली टू नो दैट वी हैव कम टू एन एंड द होल स्टेटमेंट हैज टू बी मेड सो वॉट इट इज एंड हाउ वेर इट इज एंड ऑल दोज थिंग सो the concluding uh, statement is made that om tatsat om tatsat is the name of god or indicator of that supreme truth it is indicated as om it is indicated as tat and also indicated as sat so the very essence of all the teaching is if you understand om tatsat then that is it it is called om what is om that tat that supreme reality what is it it is sat it is the only reality it is real and what is this text which we are studying it's called shrimad bhagavad gita but what it is it is the essence of all the upanishads there are those 108 main upanishads and the essence essential teachings of all the upanishad is given in bhagavad gita upanishad themselves are the essential teaching of the vedas so vedas have extensive knowledge but the essence of all this knowledge comes in the end portion of vedas called the upanishad since the knowledge comes at the end the philosophy of the upanishads are also called vedanta vedanta so bhagavad gita also is based on upanishads so these chapters are also called upanishads great mahatmas they call this also as upanishad only upanishadsu brahma vidyaya what is the topic in this chapter brahma vidya knowledge of brahma brahma is that supreme reality which is our own self and also yoga shastra yoga shastra is the practice spiritual practice which will help us to experience this knowledge otherwise it will only remain as theory how to go into the state of meditation and experience it ultimately is the technique given which is called yoga so the science of yoga and how the knowledge is given in the form of a dialogue samvad shri krishna arjuna samvade of krishna and arjuna the name of the chapter is karma yoga so karma yoga nama tritiyodhyayah the third chapter so this third chapter talked about karma yoga it all began with the first chapter when arjuna got confused and he surrenders to bhagwan krishna saying that i am thoroughly confused regarding my dharma so bhagwan first gives him the knowledge of the self in the second chapter tells him who he is really and also tells him that through this process of karma yoga upasana jnana dhyana you will be able to recognize yourself and be an enlightened person so live in this world as an enlightened person 
not as an ignorant person. If you live as an ignorant person, you will be miserable. If you live as a knowledgeable person also, you will be miserable. Sometimes more. But you live as an enlightened person. Most of the trouble is for the knowledgeable person only in this world. Ignorant is bliss like Kuisne problem kya sochna hai? Khao, piyo, sojao. Sabere urjao. Ignorant person doesn't have any problem. In the sense, doesn't acknowledge or is in the total tamogun. So there is no awareness of problem. It's like sap, I mean, sarpa is there, snake is there, but he is not aware that it is there. So he is very happy. But other person who is aware that there is a snake, he is all scared. But the wise person who knows that it is not a snake, it's a rope, he is also very happy. So two happy people are there in the world, the ignorant and the wise. <laughs> now we can't become ignorant again, since we are good with knowledge. So the only choice is to become wise. So become enlightened and then live in this world. So that is the... So, in the third chapter, Bhagavan then taught to Arjuna the entire path of Karma Yoga. Beautifully, with all logic, systematically. Then what is the, now what is remaining? Remaining is to follow this path and, and ultimately sit, meditate and realize the self. That meditation, how to meditate and recognize and experience our own self, is conveyed in the sixth chapter. In beach mein to do chapter hai. Five and four. So in fourth chapter, Bhagwan gives us some more practice which we can, uh, we can follow, which will help us to progress on our spiritual journey. Also in the fourth chapter, Bhagwan reveals his identity first time to Arjuna. Arjuna thought he is a friend hai. But there, Bhagavan suddenly tells him that I am that Ishvara who has taken this avatar. So his, his divine identity is revealed first time in the, in the fourth chapter. Still Arjuna is not convinced actually. Only in the eleventh chapter when he shows that Virata Roop, he is convinced. But fourth chapter he gives him his visiting card as though. <laughs> Krishna. Yes, Ishwara. Hmm, I am the one who created this world. But Arjuna thought, friend, they could be bolte. But in the 11th chapter, you saw that Virat Roop, which we will see when we come to that, and he was convinced, Bhappai. I thought he is my ordinary friend, but he is the divinity himself. And then he really does namaskar to him. So this uh, fourth chapter is very interesting. It gives us lot of technique of, of spiritual sadhana. So many different techniques Bhagavan gives. And also he talks about knowledge. What is the knowledge which we have to gain, which will help us further to purify our mind and will help us for meditation. And in the fifth chapter, Bhagavan talks about renunciation of vairagya. 
because unless we gain true knowledge unless we gain that state of uh, dispassion we will not be go, able to go within so that is revealed in the fifth chapter and then in sixth the meditation so we thus conclude this third chapter we will begin with this fourth from the next month second from second july so second to eighth july we will have the fourth chapter so you for first one month don't sit back and relax but you please study this third chapter you have heard it but now go back and read your notes and think about it let it be your own knowledge it should come like as though you with full force and confidence from you as your knowledge as you understand when you talk about it it should be not a memory see we have in india we in exams and all we are used to writing thing based on memory it is not knowledge it just your your memory fifth standard sixth and seventh standard we just go exam right out of memory after the exam if you ask that fellow he forgets are wo kya nahi mujhe ab yaad nahi so it is just a memory game memory is not knowledge knowledge is something subtler than that so please contemplate on this and then come prepared ready for the fourth chapter haryom om tat sat ho हरि ओम